Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have terrific guests for today's show, including Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator and soon-to-be president of the Senate here in Florida. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. We'll find out what's new with Boo. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government, and he'll be joining us as well. It is November the 15th, and on this day in 1867, the first stock ticker was unveiled in New York City. The advent of the ticker ultimately revolutionized the stock market by making up-to-the-minute prices available to investors around the country. Prior to this development, information from the New York Stock Exchange, which had been around since 1792, traveled by mail or messenger. The ticker was the brainchild of Edward Callahan, who configured a telegraph machine to print stock quotes on stream, uh, streams of paper and tape. This same paper uh, tape uh, later was used in ticker tape parades. The ticker was uh, caught on, <clears throat> which caught on quickly with investors. It got its name from the sound its type uh, wheel made when it clicked around uh, and uh, made quotes. The last mechanical stock ticker debuted in 1960, which was eventually replaced by computerized tickers with electronic displays. The ticker showed a stock symbol, how many shares have been traded that day, and the price per share. It also tells how much the price has changed from the previous day's closing price and whether it was up or down. Uh, in the change. A common misconception is there's only one ticker used by everyone. In fact, private data companies run a variety of tickers, each providing information about a select mix of stocks. 1867, the first stock ticker. My, how things have changed. Well, billionaire Ken Griffin, CEO of Hedge Fund Citadel, Slammed Chicago schools after moving his company headquarters to Florida over the summer. My children went to phenomenal school in Chicago, but their indoctrination and woke ideology was crushing, Griffin said in a recent interview with the Miami mayor's uh, Francis Suarez. Although uh, Florida had no state income tax, Griffin says he wasn't the determining factor for the move, citing great schools, a great environment, and your streets are safe and clean, he said. Griffin, who's been a supporter of uh, Governor Ron DeSantis for years, says living in Florida allows you to see the impact of his policies. It's a state that is prospering. Children's schools are being educated, not indoctrinated, Griffin said. He said his children were confused if the United States was a good country, and they became came home confused about what they could or couldn't say to a student who was Asian or otherwise of color. My son was reprimanded for telling an Asian student he was good at math for stereotyping, Griffin said. And it's unbelievable to see how that destroys the minds of children who are otherwise innocent and good and don't think about those kinds of things. He reportedly said that uh, seeing his kids transform in Florida schools is perhaps the greatest gift Miami has given my family. Griffin is worth $32 billion, according to Forbes. He has three children. He was recently ranked number one, I'm talking about Florida now, in the United States for attracting and developing a skilled work workforce. The DeSantis administration said the report confirms that its policies to open the economy and uh, focus on education solidified Florida as the best state to live in. As other states continue to struggle at the hands of poor leadership, people and businesses are flocking to Florida, DeSantis said. <clears throat> Uh, great to see that a hedge fund manager is making that kind of decision, not because of taxes, but because of his, the education of his children. Well, the number of Florida school districts participating in the state's civics and debate initiative has significantly grown over the last two years. Florida's Voice spoke with Education Commissioner Manny Diaz about the growth. It's not only great to see, but it's really important because it really aims at giving our students those critical thinking skills and experiences where they actually have to build knowledge, Diaz said. Governor Ron DeSantis established the Florida Civics and Debate Initiative in, 19, in 2020 rather, to encourage students' participation in debate. The FCDI will host the Great Debate in Orlando for nearly 400 students from across the country. It's going to happen this weekend. The Great Debate is a triathlon-style tournament that tests students' civics knowledge 
and communication skills, the students will compete in a national, uh, to be a national champion. The event has nearly tripled in size. There were 11 school districts participating in the initiative when it launched in 2020. Now there are 55 school districts involved. The initiative is expected to reach all Florida school districts in the 2022-23 school year. The best part is sometimes that they have to take on the position that they don't support, and they have to learn and that and be able to debate and argue that, Diaz said. Well, it's great to see kids getting this kind of uh, leadership and uh, opportunity to exercise their intellectual muscles. The debate initiative is partly a partnership between the Florida Department of Education and the Florida Education Foundation. The program's goal is to provide middle school and high school students with civics education through curriculum support, debate opportunities, and high-quality teachers. It also provides students debate camps and coaching clinics. Just a really terrific program. Uh, Again, congratulations to uh, Manny Diaz and the governor. Uh, for making this available to uh, Florida students, public school students. Well, President Joe Biden met with Chinese dictator Xi Jinping on uh, Monday, but there's no public mention of Chinese manufactured fentanyl uh, scourged to the United States, nor did he bring up the origins of the Chinese virus. So what the heck did he talk about? China provides fentanyl to Mexican drug cartels, who in turn smuggle it to the United States, where it's been a devastating impact on communities across the nation. More than 100,000 Americans died from drug overdoses in one year, according to the Centers for Disease Control, nearly two-thirds of them linked to fentanyl. Biden has acknowledged the problem of fentanyl in American communities, but has failed to make it a significant priority for his administration. We're going to impose tougher penalties for deadly fentanyl trafficking that is poisoning communities across the country, he said at a campaign event in Pennsylvania in August. The president has spent more time blaming assault weapons for deaths in the United States, repeatedly vowing to ban them nationwide. In September, Democrats blocked an attempt by Republicans to permanently classify fentanyl-related substances as Schedule One of the Controlled Substances Act, making it permanently illegal to sell them. Why would they obstruct that? That makes no sense. In December 2021, Biden announced uh, sanctions against four Chinese pill manufacturers to disrupt the fentanyl supply chain, but it failed to make a significant impact on the crisis. China responded by denying its role in the crisis, instead blaming Americans' addictions to opioid, opioids. We urge the U.S. to respect the facts, look more to itself for the causes of the fentanyl abuse problem, and objectively and fairly evaluate efforts made by China. That according to the Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson. So again, a wonderful opportunity to clear the air on a couple of important issues, and uh, Biden didn't do it. Well, Democrat Katie Hobbs was elected Arizona governor on Monday, according to some sources, defeating an ally of Donald Trump. Hobbs, who is Arizona's secretary of state, rose to prominence as a staunch defender of the legitimacy of last election and warned that her rival, former television news anchor Carrie Lake, would be an agent of chaos. She uh, will succeed Republican Governor Doug Ducey, who is prohibited by term limits from running again. She's the first Democrat to be elected governor in Arizona since Janet Napolitano in 2006. For Arizonans who did not vote for me, I will work just as hard for you, because even in the moment of division, I believe there's much more that can connect us, Hobbs said in a statement declaring victory. This is not just an election. It's about moving the state forward and facing challenges of our generation. Unbelievable. Well, only 17% uh, uh, Democrat turnout on Election Day. Katie Hobbs and Democrats are winning over 50% of Maricopa County Election Day totals. So again, according to the Uplift Data Tracking Service, Republicans had 52.7% of the vote on Election Day. Democrats had 16.6% of a vote on Election Day. USA Today reported on Wednesday reported on Wednesday, rather, November the 9th, that Kerry Lake won 70% of the Election Day vote. How can it possibly be that she lost that election? Again, uh, Katie Hobbs was the person who was adjudicating the election. In other words, it was her role to certify it. Everything slow-walked. They actually uh, just, uh, I think this election has got to be looked into, and uh, so hopefully... Uh, uh, the uh, Arizonans will check in to make sure that their vote was properly uh, processed and uh, get a lawyer to represent them if, if it wasn't. 
Well, the CEO of a now bankrupt FTX admitted that FTX was nothing more than a laundromat for Ukrainian government. I'm, I'll repeat that. Nothing more than a laundromat for the Ukrainian government. Uh, the now bankrupt FTX was transferring international funding to FTX and then laundering money back from the Ukraine to the Democrat Party. On Sunday, the Gateway Pundit posted an interview with Bankman Freed uh, admitted that FTX was laundering money for the Ukrainian government. Bankman Freed was the second largest donor for the Democrats in the election cycle, only behind mega donor George Soros. Bankman Freed gave at least $38 million to $40 million to Democrats, leftist causes, PACs, and candidates. Uh, Bankman Freed floated the idea of spending upwards of $1 billion in the 2024 election, uh, presidential election if Donald Trump was the Republican nominee. The billions of dollars that the U.S. sent to Ukraine over the past two decades needs to be audited and investigated. And just like that on Monday, Ukrainian leader uh, Vladimir Zelensky called for peace in Russia. We're all ready for peace. Peace is for our entire country. You think it's a coincidence that he announced he's ready for peace just after this was uh, uh, revealed? Time for peace, according to Zelensky. <clears throat> and so interesting. Well, finally, Attorney General uh, Ashley Moody announced a historic multi-action against uh, Google, multi-state action, over the tech giant's location tracking practices in which the company will pay the state's $390 million, including $26 million to Florida, following an investigation into the company's location tracking practices and cybersecurity disclosures. Google now must provide consumers more information and clearer options as it relates to tracking practices, according to the Attorney General's office. Well, that is really good news. Florida uh, took a leading role in investigation and agreement negotiations represented by Consumer Protection Division uh, uh, Patrice, Patrice Malloy. As detailed in the agreement, the Attorney's uh, General found that Google allegedly violated state laws by misleading consumers about location tracking practices in various ways since at least 2014. Specifically, the company caused confusion among those who thought location tracking could be limited by turning off location history while web and app activity continued to track users' locations. So uh, they're getting slapped on the wrist. Of course, uh, that's $390 million. Not a lot of money to Google, unfortunately, but nevertheless, it's a step in the right direction and perhaps a shot over the bow, letting people at Google know, uh, you know, we're not happy with uh, how they're taking our information and how they're using it, selling it to others and so forth. Uh, by the way, Moody was joined in this final action by attorneys general from 28 additional states. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, I'm going to visit with our state senator, Kathleen Pasadomo. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time.
Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252 252- 4541 Welcome back to the Bob Harden show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. You can find out more by visiting the website, vfga.org. Coming up, I'm going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator, and soon to be president of the Florida State Senate. <laughs> Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning to you. Yeah, I was listening to the uh, Collier Senior Center commercial and uh, was at the fundraiser the other night. It was really nice, but uh, your name came up along with your dad about being the founders of the the, uh, Senior senior Center. Yeah, I mean, it it was a long time ago. And, uh, you know, my dad, is, as you know, is a retired physician. He'll be 100 years old in December. Wow. I mean, on January 1st, rather. And, uh, you know, he realized that there was just, and this was well before the neighborhood health clinic opened, uh, was, you know, we need to find a place for our seniors. And they had Senior Friendship Center. He worked there, but that was not enough. So he saw the old library at Golden Gate. You know, they were building a new library, and he saw the old one. He said, that's a perfect place, and here we have. Yeah, indeed. And, well, you'd be so proud of your legacy at that event the other night. It was just really terrific. So I'm looking here at the, uh, it says on, this is Florida's Voice uh, headline, Republicans make major gains under Senate President-designate Kathleen Pasadomo's <laughs> leadership. I mean, they are really waving the flag and singing your praises about your leadership for this election cycle. Well, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that. It was really a team effort. We worked really hard, um, as you know, because we've been talking over the uh, the summer. I mean, I have been on the campaign trail with my candidates uh, every day, every night, raising money, raising awareness. We have great Republican uh, senators now that were elected to Florida Senate. Just a stellar crowd from Corey Simon, uh, former uh, uh, FSU uh, football star who was in the NFL, who moved back to Tallahassee and is just um, a wonderful, wonderful human being. He's the first African-American member of the Florida Senate since Reconstruction. Wow. And yeah. And then we have Jay Collins, who defeated um, a entrenched Democrat in Tampa. Jay Collins is a, a former Green Beret. He was in special forces, military intelligence, one of the most the kindest people you'll ever meet, but but really focused and driven and cares about his community and particularly education. Um, that was a tough race and he won uh, handily. And we had a in Miami, we had a tough race, uh, Alexis Kaladiud young, probably the youngest member ever elected to the Florida Senate, whose her maturity is far uh, uh, belies her age, and she's <clears throat> going to be a terrific member of the Senate. Oh, that is just... So it's our candidates, really. And the governor, of course, was a rock, is a rock star. And, uh, you know, he... Uh, he really he worked hard too, registering voters. It was incredible. Yeah, well, you just take a look at the results around the country, and uh, you achieved super majorities in the <laughs> Senate as well as in the House, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. That's right. We, I, I, I actually we have 28. We have never before had 28 Republican uh, 
Republicans in the Florida Senate. And I, I'm like just I call it a super duper majority. So uh, do you have a I'm sure you must have a game plan in mind going into the next legislative session, you, taking the, the super majority into legislative action? Yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. Um, my initiatives and you and I've talked about them, uh, affordable housing for our workforce, um, some of our environment, a lot of our environmental policies. They are not partisan issues. They are Florida issues. Mm -hmm. So we don't need a supermajority to get those across the finish line. Um, But we're going to do more on school choice. We're going to do more uh, on, you know, some of the issues with, um, you know, student athletes, et cetera, we're going to address. The governor is very concerned about ESG issues. uh, So uh, address that. Uh, Tort reform. That is kind of partisan. I don't know why the Democrats don't want tort reform, insurance reform. Hopefully they'll, they'll see that what we are planning to do will be the right thing to do for our citizens since our, our rates are just skyrocketing. So, yeah, we'll see. I, th- I think uh, what, Florida has something like 8% of the population in the United States and something like 70% of all the litigation. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. and the amount of dollars that goes to the lawyers is astounding. Yeah. So... Yeah. So, you know, the good things we're going to do. So I understand you're in Tallahassee this week right now, uh, moving into your new office. Yeah, I know. It's hilarious. I, I, uh, the, the president's office is really, it's so big. It's like a ballroom. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I was like, just give me a little corner. I don't care. But, you know, it, it's fine. And, and I have a great staff that I'm, I'll be working with. So it's going to be a good two years. I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful. Just so very exciting. So happy for you and congratulations on your achievements. I Thank mean, you. it really is. A, it, it's an amazing accomplishment, especially when you look at the uh, it wasn't a red wave around the rest of the country. A little disappointing. But in Florida, we certainly can be proud and in large part because of your leadership. Yeah, and, and, and actually the, the people all around the country that did one are Republicans because they focused on issues, not on things that happened in the past. So it's a lesson we need to learn. We need to move forward, getting, getting our agenda, uh, uh, getting our agenda, uh, pursuing our agenda, and that's what I plan on doing. Absolutely. Again, Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator and soon-to-be uh, Senate president in Florida. <laughs> Just genuinely appreciate uh, your coming on the show today. Thanks so much for joining Thank us. Thank you. My, pl- my pleasure as well. All right, coming up, we're going to be uh, visiting with Boo Mortensen. We're going to find out what's new with Boo, that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with the Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, 
Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. You can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo, Boo Mortensen, right here on the Paradise Coast. Boo, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I'll tell you, Bob, I think that there's some areas of living that are going at such lightning speed that we don't even, we're not even aware of it. I read an article as an example about how much content we read on the internet is uh, artificially in, artificially intelligence generated. Hmm. Uh, it's software that's custom built to generate articles that write, write, rate high in Google search, and they draw potential customers to the website. There is so much of it being written right now that they say by 2025, which is in two years or three years, 90% of the content on the Internet will be auto-generated. Good night. That's a lot. So much for your journalism degree, huh? <laughs> uh, I, I think you got to start thinking about other career options, maybe start driving an Uber. But that's, that's the downside is that it will replace a lot of uh, writers. Well, you think about it, uh, you know, you'd like to think that, well, that this would be an interesting way to generate the news and find out objectively what's happening around the world. But no doubt, I'm sure they are able to program into this artificial intelligence the whole notion of uh, point of view, like uh, whether uh, Donald Trump is a red man bad or, or uh, whether he's a former great president. You know, in other words, it, it, I'm, uh, I would be just concerned about how it's all skewed and how it wants to get how it's going to provide information. Oh, that's that's definitely it. Uh, they can create a system that can write a newspaper article in the style of the paper uh, that they feed their software into. Wow. And it can also help, this is the other thing, it, help, it can help novelists speed up the writing process. Wow. That is, so that, I never thought about that, but it's so fascinating. It is. It's amazing. It's called, and it's got different names. It's called AI-generated content. It's called computational creativity, artificial creativity, or uh, generative AI. And it's, it's here to stay. Three years ago, there were just like one or two companies. Now there are 180 companies that are generating artificial content. The downside that I see is that there's a certain erosion of trust. Well, you no, know, can you believe what you read on the Internet? Well, can and we be, all get a lot of our news information through the Internet. No, no question. And, uh, well, the other thing is, of course, is it designed to provide information and news? Or is it designed to get clicks to drive up the revenue for uh, the uh, website? Probably both. But more, more of the latter. Yeah. Uh, trying to get clicks. So uh, we're, the danger in all of this is we come to, do we trust what we see or do we trust how much trust do we have in an artificial intelligence curating our feeds, showing us content that plays to our bias and increases polarization? Yeah. And I think that's happening now. It absolutely is, Boo. And it, I, whether it's artificial intelligence that's being generated or because of the uh, mainstream media, which I think has its own bias, just evidenced by what, what we see and how news is reported, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's probably just created in the same line as what we're already getting, and, and, and that's from the mainstream media. Yeah, it's, it's like anything can be faked. Wow. That's, so that's, don't always believe what you read. You know, and a lot of this, remember that Amazon, they said, oh, that a lot of the reviews on Amazon were uh, fake. Uh-huh. But they say, but Amazon says, well, they don't, nobody has any access to our internal uh, database. So it really can't be faked. So Amazon is saying no, that those reviews are all legitimate. I don't think they are. But you know, when you buy something, I always go and read the reviews. And now if they're fake, what do you believe? 
Yeah, isn't that fascinating? So interesting. Well, and uh, of course, they had this review. You know, this reminds me of a story. We bought some uh, sparkling water on the internet, and uh, we got a nice price on it, as usually you do on Amazon. Well, it turns out that it was it was sold to us by one of the Amazon providers, and uh, it turned out when we looked at the bill, and I'll give my credit to, to Linda for this. She looked over the bill. And there was a $19 upcharge for service <laughs> on the bill for the sparkling water. And we pointed out to Amazon. Of course, that that uh, vendor disappeared. But I, I guess my point in all this is you got to be really careful when you buy stuff on the, on the Internet. Because uh, uh, it's not always Amazon that you're dealing with. It could be a provider of some sort. And, uh, right. And it, you know what? We were, we were getting scammed. Oh, my. Did you get your money refunded? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, this, uh, of course, if it happens once, how many people? And the other thing, too, is we've had, uh, along this water, uh, I, it was, uh, I had questionable packaging. Sometimes it, it, it just didn't look the same as the original uh, label on the, on the bottle. You know what I'm saying? In other words, it's like, I wonder if they got this out of the tap. <laughs> Or whether this is actually produced by the uh, by the company that we bought it from. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows about any of the waters? I mean, they say sparkling, you know, Colorado River, sparkling water. Really? Yeah. Probably not. Well, anyhow, back to your point about artificial intelligence. There's a real positive upside for artificial intelligence. But I think this discussion has been more around the downside of, uh, of uh, the information. And of course... And that's one of the things that happens is why we become so polarized is the information is polarizing. Yes, yes it is. Intentionally so. Yep. And that's so you have to, you know, and it's, it, the down, you know, is that you start to believe less and less. So I, I think that there's a potential of erosion of trust. Well, I think, uh, I think that horse is already out of the barn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it definitely is. If you figure that in three years, 90%, 90% of the content on the internet will be AI generated. Wow. Well, you know, there's going to be a hunger or a thirst for good information. So it just makes you wonder how things are going to evolve going forward. Because if people get fed up with the source of information and they're not trusting it, now where are they going to go? What are they going to look toward? I don't know. Maybe go back to reading old-fashioned newspapers. You know, maybe they'll be swing back to the old-fashioned way of of uh, reading, of getting content. I don't know about you, Boo. When we first came to uh, Naples, it was a wonderful place, and it had this wonderful newspaper, the Naples Daily News. It was thick, had a lot of advertisements and a lot of good information. Now uh, you could slide that thing. <laughs> it's the paper's so thin. There's no content. I think they got 20 full-time employees at the, the Naples Daily News, if I'm not mistaken. And the, and the content is so biased in so many different ways. Just, uh, you know, it, I, I agree with you. It'd be great if we had a local content that was uh, good. But unfortunately, the Naples Daily News takes more pride in having a diverse workforce than they do having quality, a quality paper that they're turning out every day. Oh, I think that's true in a lot of newspapers, local newspapers. I mean, that's the same in Wisconsin. It's just so biased. Oh, my heavens. Yeah. It's, you know, you have to read it with, you have to you have to be very skeptical when you read what's going on, at least in the Madison newspaper. But see, I still get the newspaper. Yep. So I don't read it online. And, and the Wall Street Journal, which is my newspaper of choice, you know, I'd be heartbroken to hear that a lot of that is AI generated. I hope it isn't. They say it is not. Huh. Um, so maybe there's one holdout. Well, boy, I'll make one observation about the Naples Daily News. Uh, I used to, I, I do a Sudoku, and uh, they changed the provider of Sudoku, whoever's publishing it, and it's not as high quality right now. So that's one thing I always look forward to every day in the Naples Daily News. The other thing is the what's going to be on TV or radio in the, in that section. Now the print is so small, you can't even read it. <laughs> so for us, are these people in the business of trying to provide a service or what's going on? I have no idea. 
it's a different day and age. And, you know, we've always talked about that, about all the how we're becoming so reliant on artificial intelligence and computers to run our home, turn our coffee on, get clothing that'll dictate what you they think you should wear during the day based on, on your meetings and the weather. We're slowly becoming kind of sliding into a world that's driven by artificial intelligence, more so than what we realize. You know, we, I, we've talked about this a lot on, on just general living, and how it's impacted that. But now, when you realize that so much of you, what you read yeah. is, I don't know that it's fake news. Do you call it fake news? Well, I don't know. Certainly news with a bias. I must say, Boo, you really shed some light on this very important topic, and I'm really glad that you brought it to our attention. Again, Boo Mortensen, former radio host in Madison, Wisconsin, and now terrific guest here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us pleasure, Bob. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seat Modley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now I'll play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Hey, I want to point out that Lulu Bee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center is now open Saturday, Wednesday through Saturday from 4 to 8 p.m. for serving a great dinner and a lot of comfort food. It's really terrific. Serving breakfast and lunch and now dinner Wednesday and sat through Saturday nights, 4 to 8 p.m. at the Green Tree Shopping Center. Uh, we have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Hey, your column, this column is so interesting and uh, makes a real important point. Innovation Race Movie warns about economy and human nature in the theaters on Wednesday. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, this is a documentary. It's uh, made by Tea Party Patriots, actually. Um, uh, Jenny Beth Martin and Kevin uh, Mooneyhan, uh, they've been around. They were one of the original Tea Party groups going back to 2009, uh, Rise of the Tea Party. Um, and I've known Jenny Beth for, for a long time. And I think, is Kevin her cousin or something? I, I, I know they're related in some form or fashion. But anyway, um, they made this movie uh, working with a bunch of people in D.C. Um, I was asked to be in it and i couldn't make it when they were filming unfortunately but um you know like ed o'neill says when he's asked to be in a, in a in a 
TV show or something. He goes, I can't make it. I'll watch it, but I can't make it. Yeah. Um, so I watched it. They sent me a backdoor link, and uh, they're actually – it's in theaters for one day. It's very expensive to put things in the movie theaters. It's, it's not a cheap uh, endeavor. Right. And so they're doing it for one day in select cities. You can go to the Innovation uh, Race website and uh, look to see if you're, you know, if there's a city near you and, and when and get tickets and all that. So anyway, it just looks at, you know, the history of patents in the United States and what, how they made us uh, the eminently successful country we were. And how we the last we spent the last decade plus undermining uh, our patent system, and thereby destroying our economy. Uh, there's a innovation uh, rankings list that we were always number one or number two in the world every year since the list started until uh, 2011. We passed a uh, the American Defense Act, which destroyed the patent system basically. And we dropped out of the top 10 in 2018 Wow! in, in global innovation. And the movie chronicles all this. And they do it with nice visual aids and some some, uh, some mock storylines and stuff like that. And they, they talk to a bunch of people in the field who understand and are experts and in, in, in working at, at, uh, in, in, the, in the intellectual property space. And just, you know, basically how we need to get back to what we were doing for 200 years. There was no reason, you know, if it ain't broke, DC will fix it. DC will break it for you. And they did. And we're trying to get back now to where we were prior to um, these quote unquote reforms they implemented in 2011. Yeah, you know, uh, Seton, uh, just for our listeners' benefit, if you're listening to the show often, you know that Seton is always focusing, and not always, but in many cases, we're focusing on the whole uh, idea of patent protection and intellectual property protection. And, of course, it's being violated severely in our country at great expense, at the, the expense of innovation. So I can certainly understand why I'm, uh, why you were called to be in the movie and uh, to perhaps uh, make some comments about this. Is, uh, well, yeah, th thank you. And, yeah, it's, it's – and the reason I said human nature in the uh, title of the piece was because this is human nature. You know, if – if I plant seeds and then I water and till them and fertilize them and take care of them, and then anybody that wants to can walk on my field and take my crops after they've grown, am I going to plant next season? No, no. Hell no. Why would I? Why would I go to all the time, expense, and trouble to do that if I can't profit from it? And this is this is not you know in depth like you know this is not deep analysis of the human condition. This is pretty surface understanding of how human nature, human nature works. Yeah. And, you know, what, what these inventors are doing is they're planting seeds. But unlike the seeds that you plant in a garden or plant in a farm, only one in a thousand seeds actually turns into anything. <laughs> you know, most of the seeds are duds. And, you know, you spend all this time and energy and, and money trying to develop these things. And for every thousand seeds you plant you may get one that turns into a viable item that can be then profited from and then you have to go and make up money not just on that one item you developed but the other 999 you didn't that's right and we spent the last decade plus undermining their ability to recoup any money at all whatsoever so see so that's what they're looking at in this movie is this is this devolution of the patent system in the United States. Again, the name of the movie is Innovation Race. Did you say there's a website for it? Yeah, I think it's innovationrace.com, but just search Innovation Race. That's what I did, and it popped. Okay, so uh, tell us what uh, what needs to be corrected. What happened in the last decade? That... Well, there's uh, Thomas Massey's in the movie. I quote him in the piece. He's a, he's a, he was a con He's a congressman from Kentucky, and prior to that, he did uh, actual productive work. He has 24 patents. Hmm. He's an inventor, and then he went to Congress. And there's there's several things we need to do. Um, we got rid of first to invent and, and change it to first to file. And so what? And the way the patent system works is as you're developing something, it becomes public knowledge that you're developing it. Mm -hmm. 
So the big companies don't spend any money on research and development. They watch what you're doing. And then when you get close, they just file for it. And they steal your patent. And the fact that you have eight years of notes, copious notes of your development of whatever it is you're developing, doesn't matter anymore. Because you didn't file for it first. Hmm. Before, under first to invent, you could go to court and say, uh, here's my eight years of paperwork. You know, show your work. Remember in math, in school? Yeah. Show your work. Here's my work. Here's my eight years of notes. Uh, Google, who stole the patent, where's your work? Oh, we don't have any. Okay, <laughs> Google, get the hell out of here. This guy is his patent and you want money. Um, that's been changed. So we have to go back to first to invent instead of first to file. Um, we ha- I want to get, nobody talks about this. I want to get rid of what was created in 2011 called the Patent Trial and Appeal Board. And it was supposed to make things cheaper than, than actually filing litigation uh, in, in patent cases. Well, now it's become an add-on. You do, you, you, thieves file at PTAB and they, file, they sue you. And of course, the, the way the PTAB's set up, they, 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 they word the thing slightly differently file 14 different charges against you. This poor inventor's going, oh, this is $200,000 a pop. I can't afford it. And they just had to forfeit their patent yeah. before, it even get, they, before they could even make any money on it. And so the PTAB has actually been ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. But instead of saying they had to get rid of it, they added another layer of unconstitutionality <laughs> to it as a, as a quote-unquote remedy. Wow. They say that because it... The PTAB is the executive branch pretending to be the judicial branch. Yeah. It's a court in the executive branch. Well, that's unconstitutional, separation of powers. Absolutely. And they, all they added to it was, well, then the, the head of the PTO, the Patent, uh, Patent uh, Trademark Office, has to review what the PTAB did. Well, no, that's the executive branch being the judicial again. <laughs> See, my so, way, you uh, know, if you're going to rule it unconstitutional, kill it. It's uh, unconstitutional, kill it. Check out Innovation Race on Google or uh, DuckDuckGo, which is my preferred uh, site. Yes. Innovation Race movie. Just check it out. And uh, again, it's going to be playing Wednesday in theaters around the country, hopefully one that's close to you. Uh, Certainly worth uh, uh, taking a look at. Seton, always appreciate your commentary. By the way, uh, Seton, uh, the uh, website is lessgovernment.org, and you can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to have more here. We're going to visit with Linda Harden, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate courtyard garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean dining room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. 
Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Hearing that commercial for Blue Provence just uh, made me think about where we actually uh, have res- Well, By the, by way, the we, way, we have with Linda Harden. By Collins. the way, you took the words right out of my mouth because I was just going to say um, good morning. Good morning. And um, how cool is it that Blue Provence is back in business so quickly? I, they could not have been closed for three weeks. I don't know how they did it, but uh, they're open for business now for dinner. We're going there on uh, what Thursday night, I think it is. Yes, because guess what? We couldn't get in on Wednesday. Yeah, they, so in any event, great place to dine. Always a memorable experience. And I just, can't wait to hear the story about their recovery. I know. It's just incredible because we drove down there and looked at Blue Provence, and you could see right through the restaurant because of the surge. There. The uh, surge, the, uh, the... Storm surge. Yeah, exactly. So any event, uh, so, you know, uh, President uh, Trump, he's going to be making an announcement tonight. Well, he's got this big speech planned. And um, it's, it was interesting to see on social media today on his on its Truth Social how many interesting things he's retruthed. In other words, people have put stuff up, mm-hmm. and uh, he's retruthed. And I I can't wait to see what he's going to say. I have no idea. Everybody's expecting him to announce for twenty twenty four, but. Um, so one of our friends just sent me an email about a, a about an article in the Wall Street Journal today. It was, uh, I can't remember the guy. Oh, uh, Dan Henneman. He's he's a frequent guest on, on Fox, and he's just like saying, well, you know, we've had enough of Trump. Trump's time is up. I'm telling you, Biden has been in quote unquote office for two years, and. All these people can't stop talking, thinking about Trump. About Trump. Hey, he's, he's the leader of the party. Uh, he's the, he's the guy that started make America great again. In my opinion, yeah, I, I think America was getting better under Trump. It's gotten worse under Biden. Uh, I'd prefer to have uh, Trump in office, uh, and I don't care about his red hair or whatever people don't like. I just like the results of being, you know, the proof of the pudding's in the tasting, and I just like the way things are going under Trump. And you know what? He's the only, only. Uh, uh, politi- he's not a politician, but the only person that they can't control. He's not. He's not uh, paid off by anybody. And oh, by the way, wasn't it interesting? Just to backpedal for a second, wasn't it interesting to listen to Matt Gates last night on on uh, Bannon? That that young man is smart as smart can be. He is in- in- incredibly smart. And uh, that that discussion, by the way, was all about changing leadership in the Republican Party. And I think a new broom sweeps clean. We've got to get rid of McConnell and also McCarthy. Quite frankly, they're both, in my opinion, institutional Republicans. And uh, as uh, the guy from Missouri said, uh, we need uh, the, the Republican Party is dead. We need to get new uh, a new uh, direction. And that would, of course, would be MAGA. Right, but um, Josh Hawley was—he's just fed up with the Republican Republican Party. And oh, by the way, um, isn't it interesting that with all this midterm elections going on, and and this all the stealing that's going on, guess who has been silent about what's been going on? The Republican National Committee, Ronna McDaniel or whatever her name is, um, who's head of the Republican Party, she hasn't stepped in. The Arizona governor, who's Republican, the Arizona. Um, Attorney General has not stepped in and say, wait, there's nefarious things going on here. All of these people have remained silent. And oh, by the way, I think it's so interesting. We've talked about this ad nauseum so many times before. But the longer this going, what's going on is going on, the more we're revealed about who the bad guys are and who the good guys are. Yeah, so these ballots need to be cured apparently by Wednesday. It took how long? A week, over a week, in order to get the results of the, or a week, uh, to get the results of the election. Now, they have about 24 hours in order to contest uh, how their vote was handled. And I'm talking about uh, Arizonians or Arizonans, they, uh, to be able to uh, make sure that their vote counted. So, uh, but I understand, there is, is this going to be challenged, do you think? Do you think? I think that, it, here's, here's the interesting thing, as I mentioned to you um, before your show this morning. Uh, Arizona was, was called for Biden. Fox called it first. That started, that started the domino effect for all these states to say, oh, 
yep, we've called. Trump was leading, but something happened in the middle of the night, and now, and now um, we're calling it for Biden. So what Bannon says was really interesting, and he may have been prophetic, and I don't think he knew it. But he says where where it started in Arizona and it's going to end in Arizona, and the whole world is watching Arizona now because of the of the uh, squirrely activities. By the way, the two election officials started a pack to put to put Make America Great Again out of business. Yeah. All this stuff is coming out. And there's, I started to read something else before I came in to talk to you, but there's something else uh, about these people who are um, died in the wool against uh, MAGA. And who, who said last night that, that election workers are, are supposed to be, um, they're supposed to work for both, both sides. They're supposed to be honest and not... not right, absolutely. I mean, you, you know the word I'm looking for, but I... I well, bias, and then, so the the fact of the matter is that this this election needs to be contested, and I, I know that Kerry uh, Lake has attorneys. Uh, I, quite frankly, I think uh, the entire election, including the down ballot candidates, should be uh, reviewed carefully as well. It should be a recount, should be an investigation of the ballots, because the fix is in. Kerry, I mean, this uh, Katie Hobbs, this person is not only the candidate for governor, but she's also adjudicating the elections on Facebook. Carrie Lake has over a million people on her Facebook page. Katie Hobbs has 114,000. Uh-huh. This Katie Hobbs belongs in an orange jumpsuit, in my humble opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that, but I uh, need to go through the legal process. But somehow, some way, we have to show these politicians that we really mean it when we want election integrity. And if, if they end up paying a price... If they end up going to court, if they end up uh, doing eight years in jail or whatever it might take, uh, that would be a lesson to people who want to cheat. Don't you think it's really interesting that that Mike Pence, Trump's vice president, is start is interviewing last night and today all these media saying, "Oh well, we can do better than Trump for 2024." Okay. <laughs> it's, it, this is just hysterical. I know, it's just incredible. Well, Linda, uh, this is great information. And, and did you say that that, that this is definitely is going to be adjudicated, or there's going to be a recount? Well, uh, there, that's the headline that I just saw on Fox News that there could be a recount. Whatever. I think that so much is going to happen in the next 24 hours that we have no idea. Between, mm -hmm. I mean, Trump still says he won the election, and it all started in Arizona. As it's so, and, and he's, his speech tonight. Is I think that the 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 establishment in Washington today is going to be running around with their hair on fire. Um, is that eight o'clock tonight? Eight nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Mar-a-Lago. At Mar-a-Lago. And nobody knows what he's going to say. You know, when when all these speeches come out of the White House, everybody has a has a preview. They they're getting given a cheat sheet about. Nobody knows what he's going to say. Yeah. So I just think it's going to be fascinating and. Um, to see the run-up to this. And, and by the way, you, getting back to Arizona, do the, are they going to do a recount? Um, Carrie Lake posted uh, last night on, on Twitter or whatever. She says, Arizona knows that this is all BS. That's right. She certainly did. And uh, it is BS. It's unfortunate. But uh, maybe this is the opportunity we have to maybe send a message to those that want to cheat in elections. Uh, you're going to be in an orange jumpsuit. Linda, I always appreciate your commentary. Could I just say one more sure, thing? Sure, of course. Okay, so so what's what's really what's really um, interesting is what the establishment is doing right now. I don't know if you remember when we rented that house in Hawaii with Randy and Kay and yep. Sandy, but when we turned the light on in the kitchen, the cockroaches were there. They just scattered, and you could hear the <laughs> click, 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 click. Yeah, click. yeah. Remember that? They were big. They were big. Uh, but... But what's happening now is all these people who have been part of the establishment for so long and gotten away with so much, they're finally, the, they're, the light's being turned on and all is being revealed and they don't know what to do. And I can't wait to watch. Good point. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. 
Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests for tomorrow, including Bob Levy, the uh, former chairman of the Cato Institute, and now is uh, uh, Scholar Emeritus in the uh, Constitutional Studies at the Cato Institute. We'll also visit with Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. And if you enjoy the show, tell your friends. That's one of the ways we get the word out and support our advertisers who make the show happen. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.